The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Colts and Seahawks. Seahawks favored by two and a half in this game. I mean, I have no confidence in the Colts whatsoever. And maybe that's because I host the show on Tuesdays with Brandon Lee Gowden, who could not be lower on Carson Wentz and anything going on with the Indianapolis Colts. But I look at this, who keeps you up at night, right? If you're Seattle, you're like, who on this Colts staff offensively are you really worried about? And the answer is no one. And I know the Seahawks defense is trash, but I just look at the Colts like they don't frighten. Their best weapon is is a guard, for God's sakes. I've been thinking if there's a team in the AFC that I feel worse about than the Colts. Because like I can, I mean, but the Texans, like, I, I so like, I'm not saying that there's a, a positive thing to feel about the Texans, but like the, the emotion I feel, I suppose is like, okay, at some point, like, you know, this will, there will be a break point or like at some point, you know, they will, they will emerge on the other side, right? Like that, that is sort of like somewhat guaranteed in sports. Like it's like the, they're still bottoming out, but like after the bottom out, there is like some draft capital or whatever to ultimately. And, and th- that's a unique situation. So like among teams that qualify, I suppose there, there's <laughs> not teams. a team. Yeah. There's not a team that I feel worse. And like, I I'm not saying that I didn't connect these dots in my mind, but this Carson Wentz situation, both the football and the politics, unfortunately of it have been a disaster for the organization basically since day one. And what, again, I didn't like not know this, but like they they chose this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they, they like consciously not only chose this, but like, like paid to have this opportunity. You know what I mean? And like Chris Ballard is, has been a great general manager in terms of results, but I do think that that people, and I, I've talked to BLG about this as well. People do kind of like, for whatever reason, hype him up when he's the GM who oversaw this move to go get Carson Wentz. Like he brought this this situation upon his team. I mean, do you like? I'm asking you seriously. Do you feel better about the Panthers or the Colts right now? Oh man, the Colts because of Ballard. To be honest with you, like okay. So let me let me rephrase. Would you feel like what if the Colts had passed on Carson Wentz but traded for Sam Darnold? Would that have been a better move for the Colts? A better move? No, I think it would have been just as bad, equally bad. I don't think it would have been equally bad because it didn't cost as much and they wouldn't be dealing with the, you know, political fallout of it all. And the like never ending question mark of like, are we going to lose our franchise quarterback on a moment's notice because of the COVID protocols? And like, that's a real thing. And so Carson Wentz has really kind of, I feel like just continued and perpetuated the poor parts of his reputation uh, over the last few months as a member of the Indianapolis Colts. And so, yeah, I I mean, you know, they brought T.Y. Hilton back. Again, another, like, we'll just pick right back up where we left off type of thing. And, like, what did it, what a shocker here. Like, it's not working out, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I do think, you know, you guys on the podcast were like, man, nobody's talking about the Seahawks, even though I sang the Seahawks praises on Monday Football Monday. Um, I don't know exactly what I think of the Seahawks this year. I do think they'll win the NFC West, but I, I mean, they're getting this win rather easily. So with the Seahawks, what do you think we're going to see? Do you think we're going to see the pound the ball, establish the run, Pete Carroll, 1985 game plan? Or do you think we're going to see what we saw early in the season last year, which was 
bombs away. Let Russ cook. Let's chuck it to DK and get the hell out of the way. I think if there's one offseason storyline that gives the um, like author of it the right to like kind of blast middle fingers on his way into the locker room. I think it's Russell Wilson. Like, I don't, I don't think like, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is having a week one where he's like, told you, you know, like that justifies his off season, you know, demands or whatever. I think the only player who, whose situation right now, this particular week that is capable of that is Russell Wilson. I think that Russell is going to come out and just drop like, you know, like I, th- I think Russell's the quarterback to play in daily fantasy this week. Like I think he's going to come mm. out, drop 400 yards, go off. A lot of this is again the fact that it's the Colts and and Colts you know, defense is good. Yeah, but Carson Wentz is not, and that's the other thing. Like Carson Wentz is going to play in this game, even though he was supposed to be out five to 12 weeks. Like that just magically isn't a thing anymore. You know what right. I mean? So, so like this just smells really funky, and so I could see. You know, I could see Carson fumbling the ball inside their own 20 yard line or something like that. And just constantly giving see this could be a game where it's kind of like, you know, the 94 title game. Like all of a sudden you blink and it's 21 nothing and the second quarter's just begun. And Russell's, you know, like you're seeing the tweet like Russell Wilson already has three, you know, 300 yards and three touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. There's still 10 minutes left in the third quarter. Like that's the kind of tweet that I think we'll see this weekend. Way to reference a topical game, the NFC title game from from when I was nine years old. <laughs> well, it's topical because you're the Niners guy, I'm the Cowboys guy, so you know that was the the you know the dot to connect. So the spread is two and a half. Seahawks are favored. This is easy money. You think it? See, that's when they get you though. That's exactly what the bookies want you to think, RJ. They want to place the line and they want you to go, oh, this is easy, and then watch your money just float away. So what are you taking then? If you're if you're Mr. You know, I know how the books work. Who you are you taking Indianapolis to cover? No, I'm taking the Seahawks to cover, but I don't <laughs> think it's easy. Like this is, is this not among the easier games to pick? You know how like people have uh leagues where like hate you, picking games week one. But well, that's literally the point of this show. <laughs> so I mean like, but you know how people have leagues where like you got to pick, you know, 10 games or whatever, blah, blah. You know, you can, would you pick this one? Would you avoid it? You know, like how would you approach this particular contest? Um, I would probably pick this one because I do feel confident that C- Seattle's going to win, even if it's on a walk-off field goal. Like they still, you know, all it takes is a walk-off field goal. And I in the fourth quarter, like this game is close in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, who do you feel more comfortable with? Carson Wentz, when he basically hasn't played at all, or Russell Wilson, who all he seems to do every single week is pull a game out of his somewhere in the fourth quarter. It's Carson Wentz's first game with this team, in this environment, uh, with these players, you know, not having practiced a ton recently for two different reasons. You know, playing in a time frame that really seemed irresponsible to assume like a month ago. So, yeah, like literally every factor of this screams panic when it comes to the Wentz in Indianapolis side. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.